If I but knew thee as thou art, O loveliness unknown, with what desire, O Lord, my heart would claim thee for its own. But I am dull and blind, O Lord, unapt of thee to learn. Thee I but dimly in thy word as in a glass discern. With faith's warm finger through the veil, I, I seek to touch your hand. I feel the imprint of the nail, but partly understand. But, ah, my lonely spirit's tired of knowing thee in part. Oh, Jesus, how my soul's desired to see thee as thou art. And I know that as your precious husband, Annette, and your precious father, boys, as he's longed to know, as he stated in his original application here, I've longed to know the Lord better. He knows him as he is at this moment. Don't feel forsaken. God is in control. God is in control. The Lord bless you for his name's sake. I've been asked to mention the funeral arrangement. And not only do we have Annette and Jay and Brian and Steve in our midst, but we must remember his mother, Phyllis Jennings, and one brother and two sisters. The Lord bless the whole family and all those that are closely related. The funeral, will, funeral service will take place in Lubbock, Texas at 5.30 p.m. this afternoon at Rest Haven Cemetery. so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me with 
became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Word becoming flesh obviously is in the purpose of God. We become sons we grow up in Christ Jesus, that that word become enfleshed in us so that it's part and parcel of our very being. I've, I've had words do that for me. I've, I've had words that have become defined and fleshed and filled for me because of folks and one of them is Walter lots of words have taken on new meaning for me because of my association with Walter Axdale two words in particular one's a word comrade I'll never think of or use the word comrade again without thinking of Walter and friend 
and the word faith. Faith has taken on a whole new dimension for me because of him. Walter and I talked a lot about really important stuff like fast breaks and golf, <laughs> life, and faith, kingdom of God. We talked about the varieties of faith. We would talk about the spectacular. Both of us have lived long enough to see some of that. We talked about the miraculous. We've seen some of that. We talked about the quiet. We've seen some of that. We had talked about the fact that faith, faith, the faith, can be eroded by the appearance that God has forgotten or that God has made a mistake or proved powerless to help in some time of emergency. It's a common experience for the man of faith, and Walter was a man of faith, characterized him, to find that the ground on which you stand can become eroded as if you were on an island and, and the tides keep coming in and, and, and the sand moves a little bit. And you watch it. There are times when our experience seems contradictory to faith. There are times when it can whittle away at our confidence. All men, all men are prone to this. John the Baptist stood and said with great confidence, Behold the Lamb of God, the one taking away the sin of the world. And then some things occurred, and John the Baptist sent a message and said, Are you really the coming one? Are you our common one? Are you coming one? Or shall we look for another? The prophets of the Old Covenant wonder out loud in their writings why God appears to tolerate evil and does nothing to vindicate himself or his people. The book of Job is all about that. That's a part of its very essence. Job is facing overwhelming personal loss, and in the midst of that, he says, what is faith? What is faith? What do I have? Well, of course, for Job and for us, the principal ground of faith lies in the unchanging character of our great God. Whatever his character is, unveiled in the Lord Jesus and in the written word, it will so remain, and Job came to believe that, and so he can say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him because of who he is, his character. 
Another surprising strength that Job found in the book of Job, in 19, chapter 19, verse 25, he, he made this remarkable statement. He said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And though after my skin this flesh should be destroyed, yet even without my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my heart is wasting away within me. What Job says is, I have confidence that God, God is not a far-off God, ultimately, that God will make an appearance and that God will justify him and that God will vindicate his faith. And of course, in the context of the book of Job, you know, that comes as a surprise to us who are, who are reading the book. But, but for those of us who stand with a New Testament in our hands and a completed canon, that ought not to surprise us. Job's faith is not so much, it, it's important that God's gonna to come to justify him and vindicate him, but more importantly, the Lord's going to act to vindicate himself. Now, question. Does God need to appear to be vindicated in the earth? And I can only avoid answering yes by closing my eyes to much of what goes on around me. And with some of the strange ways that I find God dealing with some of his servants. I don't understand all those things. Walter was a man who had seen the miraculous and the spectacular in terms of faith, but, but more than that, he was a man who embodied this aspect of faith that I think is absolutely essential in not demeaning the other in any regard, but that God is going to make an ultimate demonstration that creation has not been a dreadful mistake, that God does everything well, and in the final analysis, it will be trumpeted and all creation will say, Lord, you did everything really well. Really well. Two words I, wanna, I want to leave with you. And the first one is the word sovereignty. God is a sovereign God. That means he rules by his might and power forever. That means his eyes keep watch over the nations, lest the rebellious exalt themselves. Isaiah said, for the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. And, and among the final shouts of victory in the word of God is hallelujah for the Lord God, the almighty, the sovereign, the omnipotent reigns. And he does. And it's the root principle of all of life. I don't, I, I don't have any more basic presupposition. God is sovereign. And I rest in that. And the second word is resurrection. God's the God of resurrection. <laughs> the Lord Jesus, who was made flesh, dies. He didn't just appear to die, he died. He was buried. And God raised him from the dead. 
two emphasis number one God raised him from the dead to give public testimony to the fact that God had accepted the sacrifice of Jesus on behalf of men what Jesus did was accepted by the Father what he did for us and so therefore our sins are forgiven they are blotted out and God has said yes to that by raising his son from the dead and exalting him to his own right hand but the second thing that comes through loud and clear in the New Testament is, is, is that there is a stress in the New Testament upon the reality of the unity of Christ and his people. Christ and the Christian. Having been raised from the dead, our Lord Jesus becomes first fruits and first son in a long train of those of us who are to follow there is a uniting there is a there is a bond that is absolutely essential and is true whatever God did for Jesus he's going to do for us and those of us who trust in him whatever the father has done for Jesus he's going to do for us and so we sorrow you know my friend dies and I don't understand it and I cry I hurt But I stand in faith like Walter did. If I don't stand there, I don't have any ground to stand on at all. It's not the kind of spectacular faith that you can go to somebody and say, I told you so. It's the kind of faith that says, God can be trusted. And he doesn't make mistakes. And it says one other thing. The best is yet to be. The family, the Axdale family is a great heritage. Great heritage. Jay and Brian and Stephen, you have a great heritage. God loves you a whole lot. Gave you a great dad. Shall we pray? Father, we love you, we appreciate you, we say you are the Lord and there's no one like you or beside you. You're the Lord and you change not. You are the Lord, you are full of compassion and power and ability and faithfulness. You are the Lord. 
and by your grace we've become your people we belong to you you will not leave us nor forsake us you can be trusted and so I ask you father in the lovely name of the Lord Jesus that son who is our Savior that faithful son who showed us what it means to trust in you who was raised from the dead having trusted you who has exalted your right hand having trusted you in the name of Jesus let your blessing come upon your people and comfort them and be God and father and husband and companion and provision and strength we thank you that you are those things that you will be those things now and in the days ahead so that we shall be faithful ones following in the train of your faithful servants Lord let this day be a day of gentle remembering let this be a day of of worship worship unto you O God our Father our King and our friend in Jesus name Amen.
This concludes the service. You're dismissed. God bless you.